Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. We have Inaves, uh, a podcast that, as you know, is decided to share about technology for AEC. Uh, it's been a couple of really interesting episodes we have before, and today we have an, a new guest, a new episode uh, that will be oriented to AI, uh, uh, a new topic that is uh, is changing the industry of many disciplines, of many fields. Uh, and today we're going to talk about uh, a bit about um, how is changing architecture and well, and construction and engineering. And we have our first uh, Iranian guest, which is an honor to have. So welcome, Mary. Uh, how are you? Thank you. Thank you for having me. This is really flattering. And uh, yeah, just uh, as you mentioned, uh, we're going to have this discussion about AI and I'm pretty cool, you know? <laughs> that's, that's great. AI is definitely a new topic in the industry. Um, well, I, I wouldn't say not only in our industry, but it's, it's something that is um, hitting all the industries nowadays. And people is always um, trying to explore how this uh, artificial intelligence works. Like uh, this is like a human brain, you know. Like this is like the comparison. Mm -hmm. Like uh, I think we are still really far from having like a perfect human brain working for uh, AC. You know, uh, it doesn't mean that it's not an AI. But I think this episode is to explain uh, better and give some details to the people that is interested in knowing more about this uh, type of technology and how can we use it in AEC. But uh, before we jump to this uh, to this topic, Marik, uh, could you tell us a little bit about you, uh, your experience, where, where you're from? Yeah, uh, definitely. I actually am a kind of guy who works in parallel, like uh, working for uh, academic uh researchers and of course uh besides that i'm having my connection with industry and because of these two things i always you know care about this uh two sides you know it's like uh we always have research-based projects uh using the latest uh cutting edge technology to solve complex problems uh, and uh, in that case, we always have our curiosity charged with exploring new things and use them in real subjects, you know? What, what type of research are you doing right now? Where, where, where do you orient the, the research uh, uh, that you are doing? Is it for architecture? Is it for uh, software? What, what is it about? You know, mostly um, we always use different data flows from different uh, factors that affects uh, architecture uh, qualifications. I mean, um, we always have some sort of environmental design, environmental problem exploring. And uh, besides that, we work on uh, developing two kits uh, within engineering parts, which is re regarding my uh, own department at Ardena.com. And uh, in that case, my own uh, major role in our group is developing those tickets. But uh, the other department are working about those things like environmental, aesthetic, and, uh, you know, as a, a kind of a bit of a network, uh, we work together to uh, find a problem and go along with uh, an integrated solution about it. Like uh, when you work in a team from different disciplines, you can, you know, uh, get an approach multidisciplinary. And in that case, this is, you know, pretty much we do. That's not, that's not really good. And, uh, and about this data that you collect, like, um, I'm curious, like how, 
You know, uh, data is difficult to collect, to be honest. Um, it's not something that um, you you take out of like a, out of a bag or a box and you just like suddenly have data, you know, like data. Uh, we have people that is working on collecting data or just uh, figuring out how to get the data. So so in your case, how, how how's this experience about collecting data? Because um, I think as the people that is listening would like to know more about this as well. Mm, great, great question. But uh, I hope you actually plug me off because, you know, once I get to the talking, <laughs> there is no off suite. <laughs> so, you know, no everything worries. started uh, like uh, eight years ago when uh, I was so curious about uh, what is the deal with um, Iranian traditional architecture work pretty amazing. Okay, uh, how can I analyze this performance? Okay, and uh, we've got a research research for ourselves uh, that was granted for from, uh, I think, uh, Technology Ministry of uh, Presidency in Iran, something like that. But uh, we put some data logger in traditional houses in Iran. Uh, there's a city called Kashan. And for most of the visitors, uh, I actually recommend them to see there because it's uh, fascinating about traditional architecture in Iran. And... Uh, you know, one thing that's uh, excited me more was uh, those traditional masters uses these uh, use these data flows to come up with some sort of qualification. Um, talking environmentally, in that case, I, I was into you know um, um, building physics simulation parts. Uh, I'm not into that anymore, uh, but. Uh, in that case, I came along with those data by logging them in different rooms. And uh, what is worth, we, we, we kind of uh, had this output. Uh, imagine you are at the middle of the summer, but uh, the you know uh, space management during uh, in you know side to side of a courtyard would give you different type of temperature regarding the uh, thermal comfort. In that case, we came along with, okay, uh, how they use different factors, like using the material they had as brick in that case, and how they came up with managing these spaces. So these kind of different types of qualification they uh, gave to the building, uh, like a character. It's like uh, the house uh, is like a living situation that you can actually adapt your uh, performance to every one of those rooms. It was fascinating. And uh, based on that research, I came along with, okay, how can I have different kinds of factors like structure, aesthetic, beside environmental design? And I turned my way through, you know, uh, structural analysis. Most of our data are from those analysis and you know building performance and uh we, we came along with using different you know approaches to uh make a network out of this data we, we're going to talk about this a bit later but uh you know mostly we rely on those uh analysis and simulations right this sounds it's not really good it's, it's definitely one of the most important things to actually have good results nowadays and especially using AI is having proper data, you know, uh, without, uh, and also how to use it without the proper manipulation and the proper use of it. Uh, you know that the outputs can result like uh, wrong or like uh, be mislead as well. But, uh, but that's where it's really like uh, 
I think it's not only about knowing AI, it's knowing also what are you intending to do with your information to, to do AI, you know? You have to have like a bigger overview of everything. Because uh, again, AI is not like this tool that it works just like a push one click button and that's it. Uh, it's more it's more complex than that. Um, uh, the amount of tech, the amount of information and how you set up your algorithms as well for uh, for this type of processes takes takes quite a while, you know. And uh, and the idea is how can we put it easier for the uh, for the public? How can we actually come to this point where they only need to click one uh, button and they can understand all the all the outputs? Although it's still difficult to to do such an operation. But that's uh, that's kind of the intention, right? I mean, we we are talking about something really specific, as as you're saying, like building uh, uh, conditions, like thermal efficiency, uh, structural uh, analysis. But uh, it's not like artificial intelligence for a game, you know. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm not saying that it's easier, but like there's there's many there's many things to consider, and that's also something that I think audience should uh, kind of like remember that. Uh, all these things that you are telling us about uh, and, and uh, how you work with it. Like, uh, it's something that takes, uh, well, first of all, takes some time to understand and requires like really good knowledge of the of the specialty. You know? Yeah, you're, you're definitely right. Let me just uh, give you an example so our audience can actually you know figure it out. Uh, uh, one big question I had before getting along with, okay, uh, what is the tool so you can sort all of these data in different layers when you are making a decision as an architect? Uh, imagine a facade. Uh, it has uh, five columns of uh, 20 to 20 rectangular and uh, another facade, which we call, you know, the case B, the, the first one was A. Uh, in case B, we, uh, we will have the same amount of, uh, um, you know, cross section, like we can actually call it uh, 20 different uh, columns with 10 to 10. I mean, okay, the cross section in A and B will be, you know, the same. Uh, five column of 20 to 20 or 20 column of 10 to 10. So uh, with a comparison here, what would happen about the, uh, the data penetration into these two spaces? Imagine it's a co uh, commercial building, people are working there. And uh, like uh, if we can have this imagination as an architect, uh, how how would he become, you know, managing uh, those different daylight qualification into a space? Of course, they're different, but, uh, you know, in the case B, we use a structural factor or better say parameters uh, a little bit different. So by uh, that kind of dif differential attitudes or better say attributes, uh, we came along with a better qualified daylighting penetration into our space that so we can manage it. In this case, we pull some of the parameters from structural aspects. Imagine it's just one layer of data. And uh, the next layer was the daylight and uh, how, how it was going through our space. This is the second layer. When it comes to using uh, AI, uh, every different algorithm would ask you about these layers of information. 
so now I was talking just about the geometrical aspects of a structure and of course our you know solar exposure. Imagine it, uh, how many different factors and parameters uh, would getting struggle with when it comes to, you know, define some sort of qualification to architecture space. There are many, and uh, I didn't even uh, add the uh, physical or mechanical feature of our material or, you know, different kind of material about ceiling, floor, and uh, walls. Everything would probably make this more convoluted and complicated. So if we can have these different layers and and have an algorithm to read these layer of data, then bam, you got yourself an artificial neural network. In that case, uh, you've got yourself a, an algorithm to define the functional paradigms between these parameters, between these layers of information. This is how we use AI to come up with this sort of, you know, integrated solution. And that is why we call this episode AI-driven integrated design. Right, this sounds really, really good. Like the, the the example that you're saying and, and how you said it in neural networks is it's completely true because at the end of the day, it's different values for each of the elements that we have in a building and how to control them is, is and which data you require from each one of them because definitely it's different what you need from structure what to what you need for a wall. Uh, what do you need from like uh, the size of the room to... I don't know. We can keep going with it, with 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 uh, information like this, but but we need to be clever about this, about how to just realize which you just just like you're saying, in a facade. What is what I want to understand about this facade and how how it's going to operate? How can I manipulate it? And and we are jumping a bit in, in the subject, in the subject, but it's, this is amazing to be honest. Like uh, uh, so far, uh, we are getting the the knowledge of it. So. Uh, I have this. This well, let's, let's start with the, with defining what what's integrated design. Uh, how how you say that um, that uh, this works and uh, in, in what's the intention of it as well. Uh, great question. Uh, you know, when it comes to integration, uh, just imagine uh, if I'm a designer or an architect, uh, I should probably get the skill to integrate different data flows from different aspects. Like, uh, as you said, I, I need to know about uh, structure. I need to know about environmental design. I need to know my material, uh, or at least the uh, resources that I can actually provide material from, uh, from location to location would be different. And beside all of those things, I need to know about my design. This is just about a process uh, that would definitely get these data from different factors and put them together. Maybe we call it parametric architecture or parametric design. I don't want to you know, mess our audience's mind within these kind of keywords, but uh, in my belief, this is just personal, uh, I can understand the idea of any parametric architecture uh, without these kind of integration processes, you know? Uh, yeah, when we call, or better say, we Google it, uh, there are tons of complex structures, complex uh, different projects uh, come up. Uh, but do we go through, uh, you know, getting the data or getting the information of how they handle these kind of parameters? 
Uh, no, we mostly don't do that, you know, and at least the students uh, are fascinated with these complexity. They, they don't ask about the, okay, what's going on there, you know, uh, but in my belief, uh, I believe uh, a parametric architecture would be some sort of, you know, a cubic uh, structure, a cubic building, but the parameters between these kind of things uh, are integrated. Uh, this is not some sort of idea that uh, we, we can actually handle right now. It, it needs a team. It needs different skill sets. But, uh, you know, uh, for what is worth, uh, we have to consider integrated process, integrated design via these teamworks. I mean, uh, you know. Yeah, and, and, and you are giving this really good example, like, I guess, I, I really enjoyed this this mentioning about having parametric uh, architecture, but you see actually factors. It's, it's true, like uh, when you normally learn parametric uh, modeling, you play mostly with the geometry, with the shape of it. But you don't have any idea if you are actually doing an improvement to the shape itself. Like uh, it doesn't mean like uh, I, I I also believe that uh, a structure like if, even if it's a cubic or like if it's this crazy organic shape, like both of them, they can be, uh, they, they can be uh, improved. They can uh, show efficiency as well inside the, the design. And the only way to actually create efficiency and understanding the design is to use factors because that's what basically will take us to sustainability one day uh, when we proper achieve it, you know, uh, using the, the proper information, the proper data and the proper design to to go and, and do this type of designs. Because now, nowadays, I, I still believe like the gap is still huge between uh, frames of architecture that, uh, you know, most 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 frames that are using technology are the big scale, like the big scale firms, like a uh, Big companies that have the resources and have the the they can write in the proper uh, expertise of people working with this kind of uh, with this feedback, with this technology, with this outputs, with this data, right? But what's happening with all these firms that are that are small scale firms that are they they only focus on design and they I'm, I'm not saying they are bad. They, they they still do great design, probably they still do great uh, uh, projects. But uh, we need to kind of like bring together more the, the side of how can you use the technology to improve the, the quality of your projects. And this would be in terms of like having sustainability. And as you are saying, having an integrated design that is not only thinking about beauty or aesthetics, but it's also, and it's not only thinking about uh, environmental design or structural, but it's thinking about the overall of the whole design. No, it's pretty much the same uh, that you mentioned. It's, uh, I think it's kind of obvious, but I, I don't know <laughs> what's going on in this absurd world. Right now, we have many programs to yeah. colonize, you know, on Mars, but uh, I, I don't get it, you know. Uh, I don't want to use the luxurious world of architects, but uh, I believe yeah. there are a lot to do with... Uh, just one tenth of the technology that we have right now about, you know, upgrading the whole uh, lifestyle of uh, people or house for everyone. And uh, I think we are at the edge of using these technologies to upgrade human living life. And uh, in that case, integrated design is, I think, one of the reliable, one of the most reliable approaches here. Yeah, I totally agree on that. Like, um, 
about what's going on. I, I think like we we have we, we both have this mysterious question in our minds. <laughs> but uh who knows if it's like a proper answer, but uh, I guess we it's part of the it's part of the of this journey of using technology for construction that uh with the time you realize how important it is to to use it, how uh, I think even and not, not only us, but every everyone that is being like involved on this uh, on this uh, way of doing architecture and construction and engineering knows that there's great value on the on the use of of data and analysis for the design and and that's the only way that you can actually integrate it. It's so difficult, so difficult without technology to understand all these factors and putting them together uh, just by paper or just by touch because. Definitely, you need algorithms. You need uh, some sort of structure that helps you to rely and to to know that what you are doing. You know, it's impossible to do all the mathematics just by hand. <laughs> uh, and and I and I guess like I don't even know exactly the maths behind it. You know, like uh, in my case, like I have learned how to use the algorithms, how to use the technology. But if you if you have to if you if I go back to a mathematics school to understand. The, the formulas I would be like, but <laughs> you know, so I, I guess that's the beauty of it also that um, some somehow we are reaching points or we are understanding points where we are simplifying the technology for everyone to use it, to have access to it. Although it's not easy as well, but uh, but it's definitely, there's definitely like um, a value in doing integrated design. So, and, and what would you say that what it, the, is the importance of integrated design? Money. Uh, you know, uh, I believe, um, just imagine the case that we had uh, mentioned before uh, about the cubic building, okay? Uh, yeah. I, I always ask my students to think about it, how you can improve uh, this building using different uh, approaches. Uh, you know, in general, they come up with idea uh, to upgrade the geometry. But there's just a fraction here that they have to consider. And I uh, trained them to do this by uh, thinking about any geometry that uh, can be related to some sort of data flows. I mean, uh, imagine those uh, traditional arches we have. We had, you know, traditional buildings in civilized nation or whatever. Uh, they use geometry to make the force to go just at the uh, right, right in the flow they wanted. You know, uh, they managed uh, those uh, force flows by geometry, by you know having those geometries controlling everything. So I ask ask my students to you know come up with some sort of other ideas to control uh, these flows, these data via geometry. There is some uh, sort of uh, expression that every time I talk about integrated design, use it. Uh, it says functions through geometry. There are amazing guys uh, in universities like E.T. Hazarek, like Flip Block. Uh, Professor Block works on Eastern through geometry. You know, one of the greatest terms that he works on it. And I believe that uh, function through geometry could add to these kind of, you know, thoughts a little bit more, you know, an upgraded version. And uh, we can 
think about it at least, you know, okay, there's a cubic building. How, how may I use wind? How may I use, you know, solar exposure? How may I use, you know, uh, even wayfinding of people who would be, you know, our occupants. Uh, in these kind of trainings, uh, we ask our students to come up with different integrated ideas. And I ask them to work in groups, you know, because of the different character they have. And uh, uh, it's some sort of, uh, you know, uh, a great example that makes them believe, okay, the building is still there, but uh, we kind of simplified, as you said, simplified the whole idea, the whole, you know, convoluted mind of an architect. I believe everyone, every architect actually got one of those brains uh, to manage uh, where he or she would use the right side or the left side, like, uh, you know, the artistic way and the, you know, uh, logical way. And uh, they come up with the greatest ideas about that cubic building. And it's really fascinating. So the solution is not that, you know, big of a deal. We can do it. But maybe we can have uh, or we can say that our mind uh, don't want to be, you know, don't want to act simple. It uh, follows the complexity because of the curiosity, because of the, uh, the different uh, that your design would probably, you know, carry it other than the others. Uh, and uh, in, in this case, I believe uh, the solution is not that uh, hard to achieve, uh, but we have to, you know, consider these kind of thinking. Okay. Completely true. At the end of the day, we are, we are creative uh, uh, by nature. We are always looking for... Uh, new ways to express uh, not only design, but how can we do things. Uh, I think also that uh, AI is not like a tool that uh, brings restrictions to the game, but in the opposite, like it actually gives you more uh, area to cover, more uh, understanding to, for the design to, to be uh, way more um, intentional than, than before, you know, the just just with this example that you were saying, like back in the days, they, they make these arts to distribute force, but now we are to, once we understand that part, we are like, okay, so now if I can do this with arts, then I'm gonna duplicate these crazy arts, you know? And then we see the, all these parametric architecture working with arts, definitely, but just with a different way of, of, of putting uh, learning from other uh, types of technology that uh, were used before. and. It's definitely like a, a a good approach on 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 the uh, on the change and the evolution of the of the learning. You know, like a like an algorithm of of AI is is, all, is learning how to to make it better. And I I guess like it's just like a reflection of what we are what we had learned to to the time of how to do things better, faster, uh, easier to get. Uh, you know, like uh, I really like this example of like uh, the first planes that we people saw like using in the wall. You know, like uh, it was just this guy mounting like this uh, a small skeleton technology <laughs> that uh, was looks look so fragile, but even so, like they they make it work. You know, and nowadays um, it has evolved to to points that uh we we that are beyond like most comprehension of many people when they go inside a plane they or when you go inside a plane you see maybe the cabin you will see seats but uh if you start like uh, looking more um 
with more uh, detail to it, you will see that there's like many, many things like happening nowadays on a plane. Like uh, I, I'm talking about engineering, uh, about architecture, about the design of like the pieces, like how specific it is every part now uh, compared to the first things that we had like back in the day. So I think it's it's, it's a way to evolve in in some sort of way and, and integrate design is uh, it's definitely the part that is asking all disciplines to come together uh, and be capable of doing a, a bigger change of uh, and a, not only a bigger change but also like a, to unify all the disciplines for like the for the goal of one of of, of a project. Yeah, you're, you're probably right about this. And uh, you opened the box of uh, the algorithm, mathematics, getting back to school or whatever. You know, I believe we are the users of this technology as architects. I mean, yeah, we can work on developing things uh, or better say adapt those algorithms to what we need. But right now, this is really, uh, you know, um, mandatory to know that you just said uh, we can uh, go through the learning process other than waiting for like 7,000 years of, okay, those arts are working. We can use those algorithms to pass through the time, you know? Uh, it's really uh, amazing uh, by just adding some sort of, you know, data flows, having a model, we, we can, you know, manage those to work and it's fascinating. I mean, uh, just imagine if uh, every university in the world uh, would have some department about, uh, okay, how we can integrate these data. Yeah, we, have, we already have some of them, but it's not, you know, public, but uh, uh, how we can integrate these data to solve or better say to demonstrate the solution, uh, you know, uh, like uh, I, I don't know what word I can actually use here, but to pass uh, the time that we can wait, whether if it's working or not. There's a great uh, say that I really loved it when I was working on a bit in physics. Uh, it says that uh, the simulation of uh, any object uh, using computational, you know, tools uh, is that much accurate. Uh, so we would never, you know, uh, listen uh, or hear the sounds of big uh, wind turbines in NASA. They use uh, those, uh, you know, fans with uh, graphic cards in their computers. This is really amazing. Uh, architects should know about this stuff that's been going on, you know. We can use uh, all of these things to have that learning that you mentioned beautifully, uh, so every element in my design, in my, in, in architecture and the design process that I have in mind, uh, can actually uh, be more integrated to the other elements. Uh, I know for this time, it, it would take a lot of time to work and a lot of, you know, hardware to manage. Uh, I'm totally aware of that, but, uh, just thinking about it makes me, you know, humble about, okay, uh, wow, what would happen? And then, and at the end of the day, even if it takes time to learn the hardware, to learn the software, uh, to operate, like just like you were saying, you were saving seven thousand years of learning just by uh, putting the effort in one year of like learning, probably. Uh, which uh, it doesn't seems like a really fast, but the reality is like everything takes time, you know. Like especially in this field, like AC, as we know, is uh, it's an industry that has been left behind. Well, like, 
other technologies and all the other fields were like, oh, look, like, uh, you know, we have cars that are driving themselves like on their own now. And sometimes in construction, we're still putting brakes by hand, you know, while we we are trying to make the jump. And I, I'm not saying putting brakes is bad, but like, it's just like a comparison of like how it used to be, how it used to be done like many years ago. And we still kind of using the same tech to, to build while we can actually... Uh, well, come up with new ideas, new ways of of, of, of building, but uh, still taking time. And AC uh, definitely is, is kind of like um, trying to give the step on on the jump to technology, but also as any jump to technology is not that easy. It's not that simple as just, especially in construction, it's not as getting a a, a, a phone that uh, like you, where you have all your information or your data now. Uh, construction still like um, still need and requires a different approach, and I think that's that's like a gap that we are facing all around the world. And how can we use it? Is, is it timber? Is it the structure? Uh, is it uh, steel? Sorry, uh, is it um, uh, uh, there's many options to build and many materials to to use and many regions in the world. So every region will depend on what what they can actually use. So it's it's something that will happen. Uh, hopefully, but if we take the time and, and, and to to do the to do the research and the learning about the, the software, the AI, I think one of the beauties that actually technology applies the same to all places in some sort of way. Like uh, uh, the the laws of physics are the same for 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 this part of the world and this other part of the world, right? <laughs> so the the algorithms that we will use uh, probably are the same, just different outputs uh, and different data that we will provide uh, in terms of environmental, right? Like uh, maybe we'll live in a tropical zone or maybe we'll live like in a really cold zone like uh, with the minus uh, X amount of degrees. And those conditions will definitely change the way we design for these places, but the technology will be still the same. And I yeah, just... I'm totally on the same page with you in that case. And uh, I believe, you know, uh, since COVID, uh, there are a lot of things coming up globally, uh, like digital futures, you know, about that conference. And people uh, gather from everywhere, talk about the recent discoveries. These kind of things should happen more. I think uh, if I know about uh, what's your problem at your location when you actually face architectural process, uh, yeah, I, I don't have nothing to do with that, but at least it helped my mind to think out of the box. This is really important to know uh, that architectural stuff, as you said, is uh, like uh, have some global issues, like dealing with global warming, dealing with different kind of you know worldwide uh, issues uh, that we have to think about the uh, with different uh, skill sets. But uh, we uh, we should do or we should take our approaches out of the kind of conversation locally, you know. And uh, in, in this case, I, th I think using these technologies, computational design tools, AI, or or whatever, uh, can actually you know be really contributive because as you said uh it, it is some sort of you know an algorithm it, it can work with different just the out just the input is different you know the process of managing how these data can get along with some sort of solution uh is adaptable and that is the beauty of it 
it is the beauty of it. And they're like, again, uh, Marian, another question. Would you say that AI, it's uh, inside integrated design? Artificial intelligence is moving more towards to be on the part of integrated design or the opposite? How, how, would, you, how would you see uh, this? Yeah, I believe, you know, uh, when I came off with using AI and machine learning algorithm, uh, which, by the way, we have to accentuate on that part, uh, you know, uh, because it's another keyword that our audience can actually search about and look for it. Um, I came up with using these tools because I wanted to manage those integrations. You know, there, there was a project that uh, it, it wasn't for me. It wasn't like, okay, getting on a track that everyone, you know, uh, going for these kind of trending keyboards or whatever. This is just really happened to me. Okay. Uh, you have different sort of uh, data flows. You want to integrate them together and more on that. You want to have a feature-based algorithm that uh, you can adapt your design to the situation. You know, it's really important to know that AI would solve a problem, but not uh, in just uh, the best version of your design. It, it can actually suggest you via those features. Uh, and I'm not going to go talk technically because it's kind of a bit of a boring situation, okay. but... Uh, yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah. imagine just uh, about AI with those layer of informations, which you need to, you know, comprise inside the design process, inside the integrated design process you have as a tool. And that is why I always uh, try to say that we architects are the users of these technologies. We need to know about them, use them, uh, perfectly fine in the situation that we want to integrate different data flows. So... Uh, as just uh, wrapping up my answer to your question, uh, I think AI, machine learning, these kind of algorithms, or better say, connected technologies, are are tools to come up with a you know more integrated, yet uh, based on some sort of learning process. That's not our case to discuss right now. Yeah. No, it's it's it is it is. Great to, to hear about this use of technology in the in the in design because uh, uh, machine learning definitely needs uh, and and the way that I see it working more nowadays is more oriented to the to the environmental to the mechanical systems to the structural systems more than the actually the design of a project. You know, I think still designs it still has like this um, uh, small amount of use. Uh, what is uh, machine learning uh, and, and how can you use the algorithms because it's, it's also different how can you provide data I've seen like around like um, well about in, in many types of technology people trying to use deep learning which is also a, a type of machine learning to help on the design but we still have like uh, this technology is, is, is still evolving and I think we've got to start like looking at more um, then we have generative design also like uh, coming to the to the to the platforms and to the tools and all these technologies like each one of them has like a different purpose and then sometimes even for us as users of the technology like it's like a um, I will say like it's it's going fast it's a huge change of like oh look now we have this now we have this now we have this and and sometimes it's it's hard to keep track with all all, all of the workflows so. Uh, I, I think also that's that's a, that's a tricky part. Like we are trying to catch up with all this technology, 
while at the same time we need to if we want to make a living on a, out of this we need to actually learn and start knowing how to communicate this technology to the clients and to explain them how to use how what's the value of all of this uh behind the behind the curtain right uh, so they can also uh be aware of the value of this this uh, use and and it's it's tricky because sometimes you can come with a client and if you ask like look at all the data that i collect and i did with it like the client will see a nice graphic but like sometimes they're I understand that conception is not that fast and it doesn't happen just in one click. So it's something that you you have to take like a, a gradually to place, you know, like a, even if you if 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 you know how to build all this stuff like a, in one day and you want to show it uh, to, to someone that is not like aware of this, like even as you say, like why to go to the technical boring part, which they don't <laughs> even uh, understand, right? <laughs> Even for no, us, you're, you're right. And about that, I believe uh, in one thought that uh, direct me a lot when I came up or face uh, a problem to know the problem. You know, uh, if you actually uh, know about what is the problem and how it actually created, uh, you come up with uh, some sort of you know converged options about using the tool that would you know make you solve the problem i know about different things like generative design in different industries i mean uh you know uh, the other day one of my students uh sent me a link about uh designing the you know wheels uh, of a uh, car that uses this technology that, that was really amazing and uh when i actually uh Dived into the whole process. It was regarding the R and D team in some sort of you know mechanical engineering parts of a big company. I don't want to say the the name, but uh, yeah. I mean uh, uh, you know this is some sort of uh, solution that they actually use generative design uh, to have. Uh, as an approach, and we as architects should know about our problem. If you are going to design a facade, uh, your parameters, your factors would be sorted like uh, not that much, you know, complex. You can have them in your mind and manage them. And in that case, the tools would probably be like more, you know, brighter to you, to you when you search about these things. And uh, other than that, when you come up with some structure, you know, uh, kind of a, a tool or using them, uh, you if you have uh, your problem in your mind, uh, okay, your, your choices would probably be converse. And uh, yeah, you can actually select the right, cho uh, right choice in regarding to have a solution. But uh, as you said, yeah, there are a lot out there uh we need to you know come up with some sort of uh thinking stream and i i i always you know accentuate on that because from somewhere to mahdi there are a lot of you know thinking would be different and the way you see architecture is really different than me because it's based through your character your experiences your problems that you have faced and uh, this is uh, okay and that is why I always emphasize on having a team to select different disciplines towards, uh, you know, complex problem solving. Yeah, no, it's, 
and I totally agree on that. Like uh, having the factors, I like the, how you put that. Like if we know we, our problem and we know the factors of our problem, we can have definitely the integrated design approach uh, properly done. And, and yeah, like uh, and I just saw like in, in the recent future, we see more uh, architects, engineers working together for construction and for buildings, just like uh, the sample of this wheel, like uh, I, 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 just a team just putting the effort to make a wheel, you know, that it will be amazing you know, looking just specialized teams just to, to, to create like a facade and instead of just, just providing the material, but like uh, being, being done in high tech uh, part of the, of the industry, which, you know, especially in construction, we see a lot of facade materials companies, uh, but uh, there's no a really, analysis or study behind it like they sell their materials they sell you their specifics their specifications and the values of uh, flows the values of transfers of energy uh, probably the cool things that uh you can see from the inside uh, you receive more light or i don't know some some crazy random thing like that it helps <laughs> but uh but we we it's difficult to find like a, a height uh well a techno te technology team just doing explorations and research on how facets should be how uh, how can this change the buildings of like uh that are already built uh, what i mean like uh, mostly the facets are the things that get more uh, damaged because of the exposition to the sun uh, we did well of course with the time of uh, uh with the years and when we talk about uh buildings it is we talk a lot about a lot about doing new buildings and and you see new technology, but we hardly talk about how to properly renovate buildings, how to properly readapt uh, existing buildings to to well to use whatever we have already, and 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 as well keep pursuing the sustainability of the cities because uh, we have we have come up and we have realized that uh, at least this happened in, in Mexico where we have expanded cities so much in the white. Uh, so much, so little on the vertical that we have uh, so many problems now for uh, transport, for connectivity, for displacement of of neighborhoods, which they create like a mess. And if we used to like looking at more detail, well, we talk about problem after problem after problem, and then <laughs> you know you just keep going, right? But if we if we understand all these things already, like we should try to figure out teams that do analysis and basically collaborate with architects to create new products instead of just uh, working apart, you know, working without the integration of... of, of oh, of, come on. Of so no, you actually, you know, make this uh, really harder because <laughs> <laughs> you, you mentioned something that I have to say about uh, the existing building and the building we're going to uh, create or build. Uh, there's a great um, uh, sort of, you know... Um, uh, a stream of thought that uh, is trying to define something. Uh, uh, we call it circular buildings, and how we can, you know, uh, up and run uh, the smartness of our existing building uh, via different kind of technologies. And uh, in that case, other you know technicians, other skills uh, come along with architects like biologists, like mechanical engineer, like, uh, you know, civil engineers, uh, better than that, even software engineers to 
uh, see building as uh, some sort of a smart component. And uh, they even think about uh, how we can demolish perfectly smart so we can use the material again. It relates to different kinds of sustainability stuff. I don't want to talk about this right now, but uh, this is really fascinating because for the first time when I got this project uh, description, uh, I think it was from uh, EMPA at Zurich. And uh, when I was reading about the whole idea, uh, using digital twins, how we can sense the uh, building components behavior or performance from different aspects, uh, you know, Empire is one of the greatest, uh, you know, platform, I, I don't know, a, a, or better say a, team, a group that consists of many different disciplines inside. And uh, they they define in these kind of things uh, to develop our ideas about how we see a building. It's not related to architects uh, and that just did anymore. You know, they see it from different disciplines. And this is really amazing because uh, I find out the whole streams in different industries. Like uh, BMW is calling architects for upgrading their design regarding that, uh, okay, lucky us as architects, we all are uh, training uh, our mind to think multidisciplinary, you know, this is <laughs> what, what actually architects uh, gives us. And uh, we always have to consider many different aspects and they, they're calling for architects. And this would be amazing. And why shouldn't we as architects call other disciplinaries uh, to our design process? You know, just imagine when youth are thinking about any line that you draw uh, and make a consultation with some mechanical engineer, with some some sort of other disciplinaries. And uh, it, it would upgrade it during the design process, the whole idea of how we see buildings. Uh, and in that case, using digital twins, using everything that we can capture more data uh, would probably, you know, be done not just before uh, constructed, but after it. And in this, in this case, we may get along with those learning processes that you mentioned earlier about, okay, you probably should build uh, these buildings in that specific lo localization within these kind of, you know, attributes or within these kind of legislations. Uh, it's 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 completely true, and, and it's funny that uh, we know it's a hard uh, thing that uh, to achieve. But also, I think we're getting closer to it. Uh, we we are we are seeing like the samples, like you're saying, like people like assigned uh, to to bring people to ask for for uh, the correct expertise to work in the breaks, and that's something that we 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 gotta keep learning what's the expertise that is required until like maybe someday when we talk about architecture we will have like uh talks that include like i don't know psychology biology at the same time medical all together combining different buildings that are that we haven't seen yet that we are not uh, getting used to to, to use or maybe to experience because we haven't come up with the ideas of what can I offer you inside like a, a building, like a, you know, in your cell phone, you can get all these apps uh, for like whatever you want to use them, like whatever your intention is. So what if inside a house you have all these um, services that are, are according to your needs? Like maybe, uh, I, I don't know, you are like a guy that loves doing sports. So you have like, 
something that is unique in your place beyond design that helps you to have more more and more integrated approach to the lifestyle that you have you know like uh for example i i myself personally i don't like football at, at all <laughs> uh so really? yeah I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know american football or soccer <laughs> No, I love all the sports, but like uh, I like playing, but not watching it. So it's uh, yeah, yeah. We're on the same page on that too. Yeah, okay. I, I love playing it. <laughs> but uh, but I wouldn't have like um, I mean, it doesn't make sense that I have posters of like or like information about like football if I don't even really you know like uh, look at a lot about it. But if uh, I don't know if I talk about something else, it makes sense that some some sort of way like my house provides me about these kind of like benefits that are more comfortable for my, for my life. So it's not about being lazy, you know? I think at the end of the day, we are always trying to figure out just different ways of life, though, different types of uh, having a benefit or like a more, um, a better communication with the nature as well. You know, uh, I don't, I think we should stop also just building because we want to build uh, something and start like focusing, okay, we build because we need something that will help the society to, improve to have a better dynamic and to have a better relationship with nature not only out of nowhere like put these uh, i don't know ten thousand buildings that uh, uh that uh, they just provide you like a roof you know like i think we should try to go deeper on the relationship and this comes with our last question for today maddie like uh yeah how do you think architecture will benefit from ai and 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 well ai driving design you know, uh, in that case, just uh, it mm, make me uh, say that uh, we kind of have to, or better say, we can actually use AI to upgrade our learning processes. Uh, we had actually mentioned that already, but uh, uh, the resources uh, wasn't mentioned. Uh, I believe... Uh, Using AI and these kind of technologies uh, can give us some new opportunities uh, about what we ha- what we had left behind, and it's nature. And uh, I think uh, we are some creature at that source, so we need to uh, know how to compromise, or I better say, how to you know uh, even give something back and adapt it to what nature suggests. And in that case. Uh, we don't need to wait, you know, thousands of years uh, because that's what nature do uh, about, uh, you know, uh, adapting some sort of components of itself. Like imagine a tree uh, that uh, uses the smartness uh, inside to adapt itself through wind, through different cases, different situations, even, you know, the uh, up inside the temperature or whatever. And, uh, it takes a lot of time, but with these kind of technologies, uh, we can actually have the whole idea, uh, and simulate the whole process. So why, why shouldn't we do that? You know, uh, as I mentioned before, it's really critical, uh, especially about architects because, uh, previously, uh, we always try to create and get feedbacks, create and get feedbacks. And uh, it it took lives, it took time, it took war, it took you know many things. And now we can have this technology to come up with the whole idea of uh, seeing it actually, you know. And I'm not talking about those fancy complex forms. I, I talk about uh, you know housing for everyone. Uh, 
it's in that scale we can think about this. It's really important. How come nature uses uh, these uh, kind of wisdom inside to, you know, cover things for many species? Okay. Like uh, how jungle does it works? Okay. And now we are trying to have the same process or better say we should at least think about it in large scale using all those data and, and it's pretty much running, you know. I, I know some uh, references about this, like uh, RMIT at Australia by uh, uh, Alicia and Andra, uh, uh They're working amazingly. Uh, AI Arc, I think, uh, it's the name of the lab. They're working on these kind of scales of data we're talking about, and it's pretty amazing. Uh, and it's just just your own personal inclination I have about these kind of thoughts or these kind of researchers. I'm more into these kind of processes other than those fancy robotic and colonization on Mars and whatever, because we have to, you know, consider our problems here right now because it's getting worse and worse. No, that's that's a really good point. Like, I guess I also agree with how, that we need to invest more on the not only risk, uh, not only on the research, but we should invest more on how can we apply this. Uh, learning that we have and this new the use of technology because now just like this Australia company that you are mentioning like uh, they are investing their time their effort uh, their knowledge in figuring out how to have a better relationship with the with the environment itself uh, this if I if if I try to make memory and and, and think one about a company like that here in Mexico like I would lie to you like I don't have any reference you know and and this is kind of like the gaps that we still are facing, you know, like uh, this difference between the education we have, like in different parts of the world and in, and not, not to go that far. It's like huge difference that of, of, of education and, and how we see the world just inside of one city, you know, uh, some, some people have no idea of, of the, of the contamination and pollution that are in buildings actually, uh, bring to the to the global warming impact that we, we face, and we don't even understand properly like the the big the big problem that it means like to get material from this region to this region. Uh, how that uh, I had like a couple of years ago, I was busy in a concrete factory, and uh, I was uh, that was the first company that well the first factory that I visited for concrete, and I was just like. Uh, blew my mind like how I was looking at this mountain being destroyed so the mountain was converting to concrete but like I was just like so surprised when when you actually see these kind of things because you're like well like that's what we actually need to uh, do this you know uh, and then and it's uh, and I guess I understand that also it's part of, of what we know and how technology has been used until now uh, but I think it's it's also time and we are doing this kind of transition where we use uh, the knowledge that we acquire, but we need to actually start using it like in a responsible and and responsible and and more like a and more integrated. I would say like a, okay, like I won't just destroy the mountain because I can destroy the mountain, but like if I destroy a mountain, like make sure that I will do something that lasts for. I don't know, at least 500 years, something like that. Otherwise, like, uh, we are just thinking of, we cannot, in construction, we cannot think about, like, um, 
just alive. It's it's useless, you know, like uh, the cities and the, the life of a city is way bigger than a human life, definitely. So our perspective should be more oriented to many, many years for the future. Yeah, you're absolutely right. There's even nothing. I don't want to uh, say anything after what you said because it's the thing, you know, we have to consider it very wisely. And AI is here to help us, so let's use it. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, I actually uh, follow things. Uh, if audience wanted to, you know, ask me about these kind of researches or any question they would have, uh, I will have. I would be happy to have this discussion uh, about these things because we have to, you know, uh, consider these kind of researches other than those, you know, fancy things that we can see right now when we talk when we type you know ai in architecture in google and uh we really need to you know uh bring some content and uh make these considerations of concerns that you just said uh more public and i think it's up to us definitely so any anything else you want to add for uh finish this this uh great episode Marie? Any recommendations? Thank you for audience? having me. And uh, I believe uh, that, that was a great one. Uh, I learned a lot from you. And uh, I hope <laughs> we can have the same uh, discussion in other topics or, you know, uh, work on a more technical way uh, so architects can actually go along with, okay, uh, there's something I need to learn about. They actually talked about AI or machine learning, uh, how we can get along with that part, or maybe, you know, uh, our next discussion would probably go for that. Uh, if you invite me, you know. Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely. Like, uh, I, I see that we can have like a couple of good conversations about this. And I don't know who knows, maybe a workshop for people that is interested you know, in this type of things. Like, also. That, that would be awesome. I'm, I'm doing it right now for Digital Future this summer. We're going to have Learning X, Bio Inspired nice. uh, Structural Optimization based on machine learning. Uh, yeah, I, I will actually share the uh, poster with you and everything. But uh, as you said, yeah, that would probably be great if we can have a workshop about this stuff. Yeah, definitely. Like, uh, yeah, we'll place that workshop that you are working on in, in the in the link once in the, for the episode, so you can the audience can right. can, can look for it as well. Uh, I will leave also uh, Mari. Uh, LinkedIn profile so you can also reach him like you can contact him uh, for any doubts that you have about how to use AI definitely um, Maria great computational designer he, he has learned about the, how to use the tools how to use the technology and, and and I'm pretty sure that if you have any doubts or you want more help and you want to um, put this type of technology inside your projects uh, Maria is definitely Another brilliant person that you can contact uh, about uh, and, and how to use and how to apply this technology to your projects. Thank you, Samuel. Uh, yeah, that was my, <clears throat> uh, you know, the way I learn from people, the way I look for it. And if you find out about my character uh, as an integrated designer because of these kind of discussions, that, you know, in, in my history, and I'm open to any idea. Perfect. That's that sounds good. So. So thanks again for being with us in this episode, and uh, we'll we hopefully will come back with a second episode with Mari in a recent future, and uh, we'll leave all the information. Uh, again, the podcast is designed to share, give you more ideas about what's integrative design, what's AI today. Hope you can get some of 
the learning and these uh, small and brief experiences that we just talk about and understand more what why to use it then once you start like applying and go to the technical side of it uh, that uh, as Maddie said like maybe it's not the most funny part of it but uh <laughs> but today you get like an overall of the of all the good things that you can get with uh, AI and how to use it like hopefully so, so don't hesitate in contact and thanks for being with us bye bye bye